Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent, both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night, the Kori dealt with the gargoyle, bound into the service of the Tremere, and descended into the library at the heart of the abandoned Chantry. They discovered a demon named Zophia, sealed away and in possession of the Ur-Codex. As Neil attempted to deceive the demon into handing over the book, the demon tricked Miles, and believing that Britta was about to trade her soul away, Miles decided to make his own deal. Zophiel, I will strike a deal with you. You will have a 49% voting rights within my own body for the next moon, but no torturing or tormenting myself throughout that process. At the end of it, you will be returned to your home plane or the circle at your choice. 49%. 49%. But enough to give me the power to call for a vote. Correct. I agree. Thunk! The door slams shut. <gasps> Neil, red, wins surface thoughts. Neil, buddy, I'm doing my best here. You, can you can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Keith gives a nod. Okay. Are you able to tell me what's going on in your head right now? He shakes his head. Crap. Uh, he shakes his head, but in a manner that says, like, I could, but I won't. I need to know what you're planning. Because you're planning something. It's time to decide. Do you intend this book or not? Neil sort of stretches and backs off and, like, rubs his hands on his face and looks over at Johnny. Hey, man, can, uh, sorry, Wynn, I'm, I'm having a little trouble thinking here, um, Give me a little bit of space. Johnny, um, can you... I was getting like, I'm getting hot in here. Can you, can you give me a hand for a second? Johnny, who's down below and has collected the remaining pieces of the Ur, of the Ur Codex, does he find anything down there that sparks his interest? Depends on what Johnny finds interesting. One thing that you'll notice is that none of the books fall open. They all are closed. All of them have uh, Latin writing, and many of them have uh, various symbols marked on the cover, usually like a circle, some sort of uh, pentacle, what have you. But you do notice that there is one that has the same symbol on it that the brass ring is made from, or made into, rather. He'll snatch that book up and, and tuck it into his jacket. Okay. Or rather, he'll tuck the, the pages of the Ur Codex into his jacket, and he'll just snatch that one up in his hand. And looking up where Neil has kind of been calling to him from, will once again channel his strength and take a bounding leap up to the uh, bookshelf where Neil has been pacing. Okay. The one thought that Neil sort of projects to win before he looks over at Johnny uh, as Johnny comes up is like, I need you to trust me, and I need you to trust that Johnny is about to do what I ask him to do, and this is how I want things to go. Uh, And then he looks over at Johnny and is going to try and act normal, like sort of looking at the demon, and just as Johnny comes up, looks over. I have to roll for telepathy here. Johnny, what's your current willpower? Six. Okay, that's uh, two successes, so it's enough to get into your head. As Johnny jumps up next to Neil, and Neil's kind of like looking at the demon and thinking, he just projects into Johnny's head, stay calm. As soon as I say the words deal done, I need you to stake me real hard in the chest and do not let them remove it until sunup. Not till tomorrow night. I need you to trust me, and I need you not to hesitate. Johnny just kind of gives you a hard glance as he passes the book that he uh, spotted and just kind of hands it over to you. Neil opens it, flips through the pages real quick. It's written in Latin. He does not seem to understand what is written in there, but sort of closes it and hands it off to Britta Britta for a second. The book? As he passes you the book, 
He definitely gives you a hard stare. Okay. And Neil looks up at the, at the like, wispy, at the form of the, the rings. I'd like to make a deal with you for that codex. Johnny is going to fold his arms and start spending blood on dexterity. I'm listening. The Tremere bound you in that circle, right? They're the reason you're stuck here. They're the ones who called me, yes. There's two of them upstairs. And I'm sure that you'd like a few hours at least out in the world, not just riding around in some sort of mortal man, but riding around in a kindred, in an ashipu, doing whatever it is you'd like to do, yes? Yes. If you hand over the Ur Codex, you may, with no reservations about your level of control, have me until the next sunup. However, if I die, you are immediately to return and be bound in this circle. And at sunup, you leave my body and you are bound here again in this circle. But for the next six hours, or however long it is until sunup, you may do anything that you require. But you don't harm any of my coterie, and you give us the Ur Codex in the meantime. You have your power and mine. You will add just one more thing. What's that? Johnny's fingers wrap around the stake in his jacket. The coin you carry. Toss it into the circle. Do I know if I... Would it break by throwing the thing? No, because he got the book in there. So throwing a, a coin in there will not break the seal or anything like that. Right. Okay. Very well. I will toss a coin in, and then I will tell you that I agree, and then you may possess me. Mm. No. I will toss a coin in. You will honor the deal that we make to the letter, just like I will. And you, you agree to give us the book and not to harm my coterie until sunup when you return here? Or if I die and you return here, bound again. But you have that time, yes? To seek vengeance on the Tremere that hurt you or do whatever you want. Yes. Neil slowly unzippers his nylon fanny pack and digs around. And pulls out a coin, which, for out-of-game clarity, is just a regular quarter. Mm -hmm. And flicks it into the circle. Uh, the shadows kind of coalesce into like a physical figure. And chink, this coin is caught in its hand. Then very well. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. The, Deal done. The book, the Codex flips through pages until it reaches a specific page, ignites, and then is gone. And then it leaps from the circle, smashing into your mouth, and you see this, like, smoke go straight down into Neil's lungs. Johnny will leap forward, having pumped up his dexterity to get the speed he needs, and will plunge a stake directly into his heart. Give me an attack roll. Your difficulty is nine. For out-of-game clarity, I am physically shaking right now. <laughs> I am so goddamn nervous. I absolutely am spending a willpower on this attack roll. Does being swift help? Yes. For once in my life, I did not roll a single one. I have seven successes. <laughs> Reroll except the lowest of the two. Reroll all the dice? That is correct. Except the lowest of the two. You will accept the lowest of the two total rolls. This was my, like, there was no way around this part. No, there was going to be a difficult <laughs> stake. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so re-roll the die, die again, and then whatever, and then which, whichever of the two is the lower you're rolling result. rolling with disadvantage. Yeah. Understood. To use a different terminology. Three successes. Two dice carry over. You're rolling strength plus one die. I will spend for potence. We have six successes. Enjoy my dumb, wimpy body, demon. Okay. <laughs> okay. You need to clarify that you just <laughs> double botched that stamina. Uh, yeah. 
So, so what, what, it is. What, it is what? two ones with Neil attempting to resist the stake. What does snake eyes even mean in this context? It means you super stake. No. <laughs> How do you bash that? <laughs> in fact, it, its total roll was a negative two. <laughs> Neil goes. Ugh. So Johnny, uh, after plunging the stake in, into uh, Neil and seeing his friend suddenly his skin tightens and he withers in front of him immediately like scoops him up and is just hugging onto his uh body he nervously looks over to win and then to britta i forgive you neil whispers into your ear i trust him that was all he asked of me was that i trust that's all you need to do johnny torpid vampires can't whisper um can can we even get out where, where did the book go i don't know. Miles, the book manifests in your hands. Oh, gotta try to put this in the pocket or bag or something. How do I get these doors open? How did Johnny do this? I guess I will go hang on the ring and try to like... Just pull it open. Just pull it open. Like yeah. You, yeah. you open the doors. Yep. And just make sure uh, you hold on. Up above, everyone hears the sound of the brass doors as uh, Miles opens it up for you. <coughs> Miles, are you all right? Yes. Um, that seemed to have worked out. What, what's going on in here? Why are you holding Neil? Why are we holding Neil? I mean, I understand we couldn't let the demon do stuff, but... Ne- Neil asked me to stake him. Yes. Whatever whatever the, the pact he made with that thing... It seems that staking him was what was going to trap the demon inside of him until sunlight. Wait, so Neil also made a pact? What? Also? Yeah, wasn't Britta making a pact? Johnny looks over to where the coin is, or where the coin was thrown. Is it still inside the circle over there? No. Where is it? You don't see it. Miles, what did you do? I interceded before you could make a compact with the demon. Britta wasn't going to make a compact with the demon. That's not what I saw. Are you guys sure about that? I... Yes. I mean, how sure? I was outside the room. Miles, We were inside the room. Right. I stopped talking to the demon. I... I, Neil seemed like he knew stuff about how to to operate with it, and he told us not to make the deal. I I don't understand why he made the deal anyway, Do you have the book? Uh, Yeah, I have the book. Whose deal did he take? He may have taken both of them. Where's that coin that Neil threw? Britta will look for the coin. There is no coin. I don't see it. I don't see it anywhere around here. Is are are these are the uh, rings broken? The rings, uh, there's just a crack in it from where the quarter bounced into the circle. It's cracked. It's cracked right here. Does that mean like we can't get him back in here? Or I don't think that'll be it. Pressing concern for a while. If the plan is for him to disagree, um, ever Johnny's gonna Johnny's gonna lay down Neil gently, and kind of look at the uh, at the circle, and kind of like do some mental math, and he's going to jump down where he thinks the coin may have fallen to, and start searching for it. Okay, Uh, you scramble uh, and start looking around, and quickly become confident that the coin is simply not here. Neil said not to make any kind of deal with it, and then he made the deal, and then you made the deal, and... Well, actually, Neil told me that I could make the deal. No. No, he didn't. He, he did. I don't know what you saw us do, but I stopped talking to the demon when it became apparent that Neil well, knew... I think we've more. all been played. Yeah, no shit. I think we all heard very different things than what actually was being spoken. I don't know who was spoken the truth, or maybe he was speaking to... It was speaking to all of us at the same time. I, Britta, what's that book you've got? Uh, she looks at the book. She hasn't really gotten a look at it yet. Uh, she sees that it has this matching symbol on it. Um, she turns th- so that the symbol will face win, and she'll say, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think it's in Latin, but... I found it down below. Johnny leaps back up. Can I see it? Yeah, it looks it like over. it has the same binding inscriptions as the as the brass rings built into the floor. Wynn kind of takes the book and tries to open it. It opens. Okay. Yep. Um, I would like to make an academics mm-hmm. or roll to see if I can understand enough of the Latin to figure out what it says. Okay, go for it. I am also curious to do this since we're looking at the book together. All right, I am spending a willpower on this. Okay. 
what is that? Is that intelligence academics? Intelligence plus academics. Okay. Uh, yeah, willpower sounds nice right about now. What's the difficulty? Uh, your difficulty is eight. Botch. One success. Oh, sorry, not botch. Willpower. Zero. One success. <laughs> okay. You get the impression that this is a book pertaining to the summoning, banishment, and uh, control of the demon that had been summoned into that circle. All right. This is how we get it back. But we need to figure that out now. According to the deal that Neil said, we only have six hours, and that ring's broken. You have about 30 days. Uh, according to your deal? Yeah, pretty much. But Neil made one, too. I don't know what his deal was. That's what I'm saying. His deal was about six hours. Right, and what was happening at the end of the six hours? He was going back to be bound again. In the circle that's broken. Is it broken? Yes, right here. Well, does it seem broken? There's a crack in the metal. Well, as far as I'm concerned, what we have now is an atomic demon bomb that I can pull the pin on any time. So we're going to go up and, ha- and talk to those Tremere upstairs. And if they don't give me answers I like, we're letting that thing out. Damn be the consequences. No, the consequences are really important. That's That might literally be the consequences, Johnny. I have a feeling that they're going to be a lot more scared about this than I am. Let's go. How are we getting out? And how do we make sure they don't just take the, the codex off us? Uh, Johnny kind of smiles and looks down at Neil. Well, you can fly out. I can jump out. That just leaves uh, a body I have to I have to carry, and the two of you. It's a pretty big part of that. Can you j- carry them out? I can try and fly one of them out. You think you can? Uh, uh, I did. I did see you uh, manage to get off a skyscraper with Neil. You think you might be able to get him all the way up? Going up is a lot harder than going down. Fair. Who is size-wise? Who is the smallest of the bunch? I assume me or Neil. I'm not a big boy. (laughs) You might be taller, but I think you might be thinner is what it comes down to. You're probably, I guess, equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) You're not sure. (laughs) Equivalent exchange. Because Britta, like, she has, like, a slim build, and she's probably not old. Like, she's probably medium height, but you're probably very, like, wiry. Uh, Neil is reasonably tall, but he is... Gangly, rather. Gangly and weird. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. He's weird. Which has nothing to do with his physical description. All right, well, he's got some Jack Skellington energy. <laughs> Tell you what, um, I can try and fly him out, and if I can't, we can make other plans. No, I, I think, uh, I think we can, we can, we can figure this out. Johnny is going to use his fifty feet of rope. Um, he'll unhook it from the uh, from the spots it's been tied to. And he'll basically kind of fashion a uh, a small kind of like sailor's knot harness to put under Miles' arms and under Britta's arms. And he'll actually just hold Neil to his chest. So he's going to strap himself down with his coterie. (laughs) And he's going to just basically try and jump from ledge to ledge using some of the tunnels that have been bored into the hallway up above to work his way back up to, to where they initially went spelunking. So, per the rules of leaps and bounds, you only have to roll if it is a particularly difficult jump. Uh, so you just do it. So Johnny will get back up to the top of the ledge. When he lands up there, he'll let the rope off of his shoulders so that the two of them can kind of unhook themselves from the the harness that I kind of whipped up, and he'll just kind of like step forward with Neil. Uh, the two Tremere waiting. So do you have it? Uh, Carrie says, looking at Miles. We are in possession of it. Okay, so pass it on. Time to finish deal. Deal wasn't with you. So you're just going to walk all the way up? Probably. Okay. Uh, You might need to fix the circle down there first. This isn't my Shandry. She just kind of shrugs and starts walking. All right. Johnny will... Uh, follow along, cradling Neil with one hand on the stake. Wind flies up out of the hole and perches on Johnny's shoulder. Okay, uh, you guys make it up to the top. Uh, there waiting is Arabella and uh, the gargoyle that was there earlier. Are its dogs anywhere to be seen? 
No. I step forward. Arabella claps. We have the archives. Uh, I think the circle that the demon was bound into needs to be repaired. It's a pretty simple maneuver for us to get back down there, but we lack the capability currently. So you're asking for help? Yes. When? What happened? I believe uh, Neil has made a deal with the demon to get the codex. Kind of look, uh, I see. If you'd like, I can unstake him and you can ask. If you want, I don't care. Uh, to clarify, the demon is currently bound inside Neil. Okay. I think it has full reign. Okay. That was probably a bad decision on your part, but... Until the next dawn. Then it goes back to its ring. Okay. With three concentric rings, one's broken, so yeah, we're this... I don't live in Boston, so... Um, it, you don't think it's going to be fuck. a problem? Um, I'm sure it's going to be a very big problem, but I don't... It's not my problem. What would this demon do if it got out? Give me a ballpark. <sighs> it all depends. I... Tremere bound it. Yes, Tremere did. Right. I'm saying, would it go after Tremere? I don't think that it would risk going after those who have bound it. Right. Not without some sort of greater strategy. Uh, I'm just worried about innocents dying for no particular reason. I know that's quite possibly less of a concern. I'm certain that it will claim victims. We had to stake our coterie and me in order to get this book. Right. I don't think it's so much to ask to fix the ring. How long have you been in the Camarilla? A couple days. Okay. Miles, I'm not maneuvering away from the arrangement that we have. Right. If you are looking to create a new arrangement, we can discuss that after you have honored your end of the deal. Why would I agree to new things with you if you're already attempting Arabella, to squeeze this additional help? I'm just trying to stop a demon from getting out. Great, I understand that, but... Could, could, like, <laughs> two, take two seconds Let's, and let's uh... put it this way. If you keep fucking around with us, I'm going to pull this stake out let the demon do what it wants to Johnny, you and your friends. I will turn that stick to ash. I do not care. And I then care about I'm going to tear that fucking book in half. Then tear it in half, Johnny. You've already brought it to the surface. Honor the deal, Miles. Yes, stop. Johnny. And keep your bra in check. It's not helping right now. We also need to deal with the fact that you or Arabella cannot leave here. Arabella can leave here so long as she chooses to Quotation marks, Arabella. Listen for them. You, as Arabella Rollins. Great. Give me the codex. Right. But you can't leave. I, you are confusing the situation and thinking that we have more to discuss until you've turned it over. Fine. She holds her hand out. I give her the codex. Are you fucking serious? I am honoring the deal I now, made with my as far plan. as the Camarilla needs to know, I have met final death. I have the token. You have the token. Correct. You will never, you will, can no longer go by. Arabella Precisely. Rolls. And I will use the Ur Codex to ensure that I am able to do such. As far as your domain need be concerned, you are uh, the hero of the hour. Regardless of our other deals, can you provide us with the ability to keep that demon at bay? It is important to us, and I know that. It is beyond the original deal, but it is important to us. What are you offering? What do you need? Hmm. She kind of paces a little bit. A sire. A sire? Yes. For who? I'm going to create a uh, ghost in the system. And as far as the harpy records of... What's a good domain? Washington, D.C. need be concerned. You had visited six years ago, impressed the prince, he granted you hospitality, and you embraced a child. That child was put through the agoge and was accepted into the venture. I require that you corroborate that story whenever asked. Is there any other ramifications that I'm going to deal with that? Don't get caught. I mean, is this child going to get up to stuff? <laughs> that child is going to be a very dangerous woman. Am I going to like the kind of dangerous? Well, that's up to you, Miles. 
what is this child planning on doing? Perhaps a praxis somewhere. I will do so. Good. Make sure I get the details. It'll take time to repair the circle. Uh, I will let you know when it's ready. How much time? I will let you know when it's ready. We have until dawn. Well, it will not be before then. She kind of chuckles and starts walking away. Fair enough. We'll make do. Get in the van. I will explain. I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to be explained. There are more things that need to be explained. So the group of you piled into the van. Johnny starts driving. The group of you exchange occasional looks, clearly having a great deal on your minds. Neil looks to be trapped in this state of pain. He doesn't move. His eyes don't blink. He doesn't react at all. It's, it's like driving around with your dead friend with a wooden stake driven through his heart. And after some time driving away from the coast, you find yourselves headed back towards Boston, uh, right down the highway. You even hit a point where you can now see the exit. What are you guys doing? Johnny's looking at the signs on the highway, and he basically sees the turnoff for 90. And he can either head east into Boston, or he can head west back to Connecticut and New Haven. We got to make a decision, guys. I don't think it's a good idea to be heading back into the court of Quentin King. No, we're out. But there are some powerful vampires there who might be a little bit upset if we don't at least say goodbye. Do you think that we'll get summoned back if we go? I think that's going to be a risk no matter what. We can't stay hostage in Boston forever. Yeah. We've made our way out. Arabella says she's got us covered. Mm. I think if we're going to leave, this is the best opportunity we're going to get. And the reason we came to Boston is... To kill her, theoretically. Been taken care of. Arabella Rollins no longer exists. Also, Roman Pendragon is a rather busy kindred. Mm. He might not want to be staying in Boston for multiple nights waiting for us to return to him. So we might even have at least a couple of nights before he thinks about that, and hopefully he forgets about us. You see him kind of. You see him kind of shake, like he's not really believing his own words at that point. Do you think when you summon someone, you know where they're coming from? No, but uh, I think, as far as I understand it, you you're compelled to go to that place, mm. not to that person. It's weird. I think I could do that if we need it. Do what? It feels like it feels like other things that I've been able to reach, like reaching out to people by my presence, by my personality. It it if I knew someone their name, I th- I think I could do that same thing. So you think you could summon us back if we get summoned? Oh, I've never tried it. I'm not sure how it works. It's just talking about it, hearing about it, it sounds familiar to me. Johnny, who very rarely ever takes his eyes off the road, usually just will catch people's eyes in the rear view, actually turns back and kind of looks at you like shocked that you've progressed this far, and then kind of just goes back to looking at the road. What? Is that bad? No, I'm just just impressed. Oh, um, thank you, I think. And being that with our new cargo, it might not be best to go back into Boston. I don't know a lot about the particular entity, but it's probably not a good idea. It's not a good idea. When do you know anything about... I don't really want to call... Can we nickname him or something? And Britta starts, like, pointing at Neil. Z Z seems like it works. I just... I don't know... Demons, isn't there a bunch of stuff about their names? You know occult stuff, when? There is. There's... I don't know the specifics about it. I know that demons... Demons exist at the edge of reality, and they're always looking for a way in. You can make bargains with them for power, but there's always a catch. I just... I... I'm superstitious. I don't want to call him. It makes it 
feel like it's a summoning speaking of that. I think calling it Z is fine. Okay. So then, how do we say goodbye to this domain? We should probably contact Scourge Sullivan. He was the nicest person we dealt with in many cases, and he'll know who to tell us so that they can tell Quentin and possibly Pendragon from there that we have taken our leave of the city. Alright, I guess I can call. It's a solid plan. And I'm generally not well-liked within that city, so... And they acknowledge you. You're practically almost part of their court. Right. I, um... Is that how that works? Are they going to be m- mad in New Haven? Aren't they always? Well, I, I just... It feels like this... I don't know. I. It, it is a slight... I'm unsure how much Roland's is going to care. If Roland's cares, then... A bit, that... of, a, a bit of advice for you, Britta. Sure. Uh... Most of the Camarilla is determined by acting like you know. Mm-hmm. So just uh, don't worry about apologizing for not. Just uh, fake it till you make it, so to speak. You get me? I think so. That's where you say yes. <laughs> I just, yes, I just don't want to. Any other particular fallout I can handle. This isn't a big deal. It's just. But if it, if it upsets Rollins, then that's not good for us. Lots of things upset Rollins. Like what? That particular day, uh, people talking to him in weird tones. We should avoid um, using a particular tone. Let's not get into the details at, of the things. At this point, the Northeast is so fucked that we need to start having some real talk with Prince Rollins. So if he doesn't like it, he can shove it. All right. Well, no, let's... he shouldn't. I mean, we should be respectful. He's a prince. Let's all take it down a notch. Johnny kind of looks like he sighs a little bit and goes, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot. But why don't you make that call? Uh, all right. And Britta pulls out her cell phone and she calls the Scourge. Hello, Sully. Hi, Scourge. This is Britta of the Visiting Coterie. Oh, I uh, admit I'm a little surprised to be hearing from you. How did it go? Well, we were calling to notify, um, it's handled. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, there's going to be some need for, uh, proof of, uh, Arabella's final death. Um, but, you know, arrangements can be made. Where are you? Um, we're headed back to our domain. We're needed there. Oh. All right. So I guess this is, uh, goodbye. Is there anything you want me to relay to the prince? Britta will turn to the rest of the car. Hey, anything else that we need to relay, other than thanks for the hospitality? Yeah, we're grateful for his hospitality. All right. Um, then I think the only thing that we need to relay is thank you very much to the prince for his hospitality. All right, I'll be sure to let them know. Thank you very much. All right, you have a good night. You too. She hangs up. Nicely so, handled. Well, for now, it sounds like they're going to ask for some sort of proof. But I have that. You have it? Okay. The symbol that she gave me is not something that a living Ventru would give up. Glad to hear. Okay. So All I right. guess we're taking uh, 90 uh, back home then. I'll trust you, Johnny. Yeah. Um. Wynne leans back and kind of just puts an arm over her eyes and just kind of vegges out. Yeah. Let's talk when we get back, all right? I don't really want to talk to Neil like this. Yeah. And the group of you head back a long drive, but ultimately, shortly before dawn, you make it back to New Haven, and you can see, you know, the city itself and the light pollution that kind of blots out all of the stars. In the city, you get to Dixwell, and the group of you start getting ready to split up for the night. Who is taking Neil? Uh, Johnny will leave him in the van, uh, when we're kind of discussing where we're going. I, uh, if it's all the same to you, I I can hang on to Neil for the time being. I got a safe spot, and, uh, I'll probably have the easiest time getting him down to my haven. Sounds like a plan. That's fair. I think that'll be good. Anywhere you particularly want this, uh, vehicle stashed, Miles? Where did this van come from again? (laughs) 
You don't have to worry about it. If if uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make sure it finds the right it's right home. Yeah, whatever you want. You can keep it, you can get rid of it, you can torture it, whatever. You have no idea what we do with the domain's motor pool, do you? No. Johnny goes to grab his uh, another Morley and notices that he is finally out of uh, cigarettes. He grimaces. Do you, uh, when you need a ride back over towards your uh, place? No, I think I've got enough time to walk. Britta, you and Miles are pretty close. You're going to be good? I think so. And if it's all the same, I'm going to get out of here. Sky's starting to look like it's lightning. All right. Let's talk soon. Everybody meet up right. early tomorrow. Tonight. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You leave, uh... Yeah, you hit, hit me up on my uh, on my pager when you figure out where you want to meet up. I was going to say leave a message at the uh, sheriff's office, but I'm not sure if we can trust that quite yet. No. It might be best to move, meet at my haven since this discussion probably can't be for any outside ears. Okay. You can also use mine if you want. I don't have furniture, but it's quiet. There is a distinct not happy look at the suggestion from my, um, maybe some other time. All right. Good night. Good night. Good work, everyone. Mm. And the group of you part ways. Things pick up the next night when the sun finally sets over New Haven. And Miles, you wake up in your haven feeling off. It is the first time since becoming a kindred you feel a little lightheaded, maybe a little under the weather. As you sit up, you realize that Marco isn't tending to you. He doesn't bring over clothes. He doesn't bring the news. He isn't in your room at all. I peer around, check to see if there's any notes, and then I proceed to put on whatever, and I look around the house for him. As you explore the house, you do notice that the main bathroom light is on. And as you slip into the bathroom, you see a tub filled with red. And beside it, on a neatly folded towel, Beside a knife is the book that Reese gave you. In the tub, with deep, deep slashes going down from Marco's inner elbows right on down to the wrist, it looks as though he has largely bled out. I'm going his lips are cold, his skin is blue. Check him. He is dead. I take my coat off, and then I will proceed to pick up the note. When you open the note, it says something very simple. Do not spit in the face of gifts. Signed simply with the letter R. As you kind of look, his eye stirs, and you start to get a sense that he's right there, right between. Can I... Embrace him. Doing so violates the traditions. And you would be embracing a venture. It is likely that he would be put to death. But the choice is yours. Would giving him blood give him the ability to heal? If he dies, you will have embraced him. I'll deal with that. Describe what you do. I... Take the knife that was so nicely left for me and cut myself open and proceed to feed him the blood as I see that he's still around and see if he can't use any of it to rouse himself. If embraces a possibility, but I can't not do this. You feed him your blood. And for a moment, it feels like everything might be okay. His hand even reaches up to kind of grasp onto your forearm and like hold on to you as he drinks this like thing he has wanted 
desperately for a long, long time. But then he dies. And he just lays back, blue and sanguinated in the blood-filled tub. Remind him, is there more that I need to do to embrace him or anything? You've done your part. I am going to drain the tub, wash out the blood while seeing if he comes around, get him his clothes, and I need someone to bring me musicians. I will call Britta. Britta, your phone rings. Hello? Uh, Miles? I don't have a lot of time, and I'm not sure how long. I need you to bring me people I can feed on. This is the beginning of the next night, right? Yes, it is. You need musicians, right? Right. All right. Where are some good spots to try to get them? A couple of the clubs I brought you around to usually have some people in stock. All right. Or in and around. If nothing else, I can give you a contact with my company that will help you. Uh, when when do you need people by? Soon. What do you need them for? I'm going to need to refresh my blood if what might happen might happens. Miles. I'll fill you in more, but I'm not over the phone. Okay, but are you in danger? Not currently. That's not very comforting, Miles. What's... I cannot go over that with the phone. I need okay. you to do this for me. I understand. I understand. I'll do it. Um, how many? Two. And make sure they're sedate. I don't have a lot of time. Like, out? Tranquilized? Or just calm? Whatever you think is best. As long as you can get them here. Alright. I don't know how much time I'm going to need, and I don't know how long I'm going to need them for. I'll try to go quick. Thank you. Britta will hang up. And Britta will go to one of the clubs that he's directed. Miles. It's an inopportune time. You will become accustomed to it. Fair enough. Who is your friend? The one in the tub? Yes. Marco. The me. Was he a friend of yours? Yes. That's very sad. Yes. Your existence as a gay knight is one of suffering. I can feel your pain. Welcome to this existence. I'm continuing to move around and get stuff going and then to monitor the bathroom, but from like outside the door, basically. You are beyond the death of a mortal, but you cannot escape its consequence. That's true. It's part of the deal. It's unfortunate. I am beyond death. But that left you trapped in a circle for how long? Not so long that I couldn't wait. Wait for you. But now I'm here. You are. And with me all my power. Over life and death. Do you miss your friend Marco? Yes. Do you want your friend Marco? He should not suffer from my mistakes. I agree. A noble stance. I can give him back to you. At what cost? One share. So everything would be even. Everything a tied vote. Yes. Until you can bargain for another share. Yes. I see no reason to hide it from you. You will suffer. Yes. You would slowly lose yourself to me. Yes. This is all true. But Marco will not suffer. Isn't that what you want? He is currently beyond that. No. No, he is not. Your friend Marco sinned. He 
he sinned often because you told him to. And it is his soul that will reap the consequences of his obedience to you. Because I know what lies beyond death. I know what waits for him. I know who will take great pleasure in his arrival. I closed the door. One share. And the voice falls silent. And I move and kind of just sit against the wall next to the closed door, hoping to hear the stirring. How long does this usually take? So it can actually vary. Okay. So you may find yourself waiting all night to find out whether or not the embrace took. And it's not a a guaranteed thing. Right. Sometimes the body has too much trauma. Sometimes the embrace just doesn't take. Britta, you find that when you approach these people, Mm. they are blood dolls and are very happy to come along for, you know, a good time. Mm. And they even offer uh, themselves to you in case you find yourself in need of Vitae. Britta's hungry, uh, and she will ask them to wait until she sees what Miles needs. You are able to get uh, two kind of, like, up-and-coming, like, rappers who have, Mm. like, they're working on their mixtapes and have been kind of like trying to break into some industry. So they're making all kinds of like weird agreements and have found their way into uh, Miles's uh, little book. I'm able to get two people to come with me? Yes. Okay. So Britta like hears that offer and, you know, there's that flash of the beasts where she's hungry and would like to consider it, but she's on a mission. So she leads them back to Miles's. You arrive to Miles' home and immediately... Upon crossing the threshold into the haven, you feel an unsettling chill. There is something bad about this place. Britta stops and takes a look around. Is it familiar to her? Does it feel like Romeo? Does it feel just bad? Just feels bad. Miles? Inside. And she'll motion to the guys that she's brought with her. Hey, I've got the people. Very good. All right, come with me, please. Uh, when you head over to Miles, he's like stained with blood. Miles, are you okay? I'm currently fine. Are you sure? Yes. Um, situate them in the music room. Give them glasses, have alcohol, whatever. All right, to I'll be right back. Keep okay? themselves amused, usually. And Britta will go do that. Uh, she'll bring them to the correct room and like leave them a bottle of wine, some glasses, and she'll come back to Miles. I need you to go look into the the first bathroom on this floor. Oh, okay. And she'll do so. Like I stand at the end of the hall and watch, but like I've slowly just kind of kept near, but can't get nearer. So you send Britta over to the the bathroom where right, right. Okay. I can see her, but basically like yeah. What does it look like at this point? What changes have you made? It's cleaner? Yeah, the blood has been washed away. The pl- the tub has been drained. Mm. He's got a, essentially a towel over him and his clothes are folded up on the toilet next mm. to him. Britta steps inside the bathroom and spots what's there. And she stops in the doorway. She takes it in with that almost like almost a human instinct to stop breathing. Of course, she doesn't breathe, so it's more like a total stillness. And she looks over her shoulder to Miles before finding the note in her vision, too. And she goes to look at the note, the book. Reese killed Marcos. He has violated quite a few things today. Miles, I'm... I'm so sorry. I performed the embrace upon him. You... Wait. On on, on Mar- Marcos. Yes. You talked to Prince Rollins? I'll figure the details out. 
you, you, you didn't talk to Prince Rollins. Not yet. Miles, he could kill you for that. He's going to have a hard time. He, no, 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 no. He could, he could kill you for that. Yes. You think I'm not aware of the rules? I, I understand. You taught them to me, but we, we can't do that. Miles. We can't undo it either. Yes, we can. I, by doing this, you're risking yourself. Do you understand that? And you read the note. I don't think Reese is going to catch any heat for this. That's not what I meant. Then what do you mean? I have to do something. What do you have to do? He was not... The punishment is not for him. So he gets what he wants. Hopefully. And I will deal with the fallout. But you don't have to be punished twice. By the domain and by Reese. I'll figure out the domain. And then I will figure out Reese. If Reese knows where your haven is, this is not the only thing that he can do. He should not have been in my haven. No, he shouldn't have, but it, it's not going to... This is a first strike, Miles. This is a warning shot, and I know that's cold of me to say, and I'm sorry. I wish I didn't have to say this right now, but this is him saying what he could do to you. And what are you trying to tell me to do now? I don't know if you can save Marcos. What I've done, I've already done. And I have more options if I decide to pursue them. I will not let this pass. Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta Ashcroft the Toreador was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon the Bruja was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport the Venture was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster the Malkavian was played by Rob Meerhead. Win Cabot the Gangrel was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez. Recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode was edited by Rob Meerhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technoaxe. Visit them online at technoaxe.com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade is owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash pathofnightpodcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, kids. I feel like that knowledge might actually be commonplace amongst the venture of New Haven. I don't, unfortunately. I have no idea. The venture will share that with each other. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that like... That means I know what her feeding restriction is, then. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like you you hold parties in which there's a bunch of musicians at your Hot house boys. relatively often, and I Hunky feel boys. like... <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly because you way, mentioned it outside without I mean, telling outside us what it was, and I was, like, very inter- intrigued. She, oh, you, you do want to know. Yeah. She needs to feed between uh, 12 and 12.30. Swarmy blondes. Wait, specifically swarmy? <laughs> yeah. Your ass, dude! <laughs> <laughs> You're her type! <laughs>